Game two of three between the Blue Jays and Tigers. We'll take you to the bottom of the first. No score. Nicholas Castellanos at the plate. There just aren't many starters who continue to get opportunities with a walk rate that high. Nick swings and it's a fly ball. Right field fairly deep. Going back, Bautista. Gone! Those. It's a lot of ground balls. The 2-0 to J.D. Ground ball. Base hit into left field. Castellanos in. Upton being waved around third. He will score without a throw. That's just for the Tigers yesterday and the Blue Jays today. Right. Blue Jays also walked two. Line drive left field. Deep off the bat of Cabrera. Gone! Aaron Loop in his first inning of work sets the 1-2. Seeing a line drive to right. This one's deep. Bautista going back, looking up, and it's gone! A home run! Fulmer works extreme first base side of the rubber, drops the hands, turns into his motion. The one-two is swinging a miss. Oh. He got him with another change. What a pitch. There's a swing to ground ball to short. Nice big waist-high bounce for Iglesias. An easy toss down to Kinsler at second for the force on Tulowitzki. Pilar grounds out. Another easy inning for Michael Fulmer. Boy, beautiful. What a night for him. Michael Fulmer was brilliant. Eight innings, one run on two hits with three strikeouts. Francisco Liriano would give up five runs and four walks before coming out of the game in the third because of neck tightness. Miguel Cabrera had a good day offensively, three for four with a home run, three runs, and two RBIs. Brad Ospis and the Tigers come out way on top against the Blue Jays on Saturday as they win 11-1. Here's the Tigers skipper on the victory. Something happens on the field usually to energize a club. That's just, that's just the way it goes. Something happens good and it, it it can have a snowball effect and build momentum, and uh, and that's what happened today. How much can your starting pitcher give you that kind of snowball effect and momentum, Brad? Well, he, he's he's very good in the sense that he gets outs quickly. So you're not standing around on defense. You get back in. You're you're swinging the bat. You're you're in the. Uh, you can just you, there's a flow to the game. You know, it's there's uh, when you, when you're not throwing strikes or you're not getting quick outs. Or there's a lot of foul balls. It, it just becomes stagnant. And uh, it has an effect on the entire team, not just the pitcher. You knew that he was a good pitcher, and obviously you've seen some great things from him last season and this year again. But how important is it that his consistency has been maintained? Well, I think that's what makes him special is he is consistent. He's consistent from a performance standpoint. And he's consistent from a, a kind of an emotional standpoint on the mound. He's, he's very even keel. Uh, he throws strikes. He attacks the hitters. He forces them to put it in play. Uh, He's, you know, he's got late movement and good off-speed pitches, which helps. Um, but the guys enjoy, as a result, playing behind them. I know a lot of people on the inside don't want to categorize pitchers, but people on the outside want to call him the Tigers' ace. Now, is that a fair assessment? I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to start a controversy there. Always. But, I mean, there's no question he's been our best pitcher this year. Uh, I mean, if 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 the ace is the best pitcher in a given season, then this year he's our ace so far. But we still got some season left. Get three strikeouts. You, like you talked earlier, you don't mind the pitch and contact thing. If he's going to get weak contact in one or two pitches, that's, that's yeah, more. He's had games where he's had you know, bigger strikeout numbers, but he's generally a contact pitcher. He's got a fastball, late movement, and good breaking balls that um, can get a swing and a miss, but more often than not, just get soft contact. Greg, collectively, how much did you, did you like the ABs that you saw of you guys against Liriano early and then when he got to the pen? Well, they did a good job of waiting him out, made him throw, made him force him to try and throw strikes, got some walks, and then you still have to come up with a hit to, to score the runs after they walk. And JD's two-run single, I thought, was important, even though at that point Liriano was out, but it was his runners on the bases. Is that a point that you've emphasized with your team? What? Just kind of waiting guys out and making them 
pitch to you and, and maybe not making it so easy on other pitchers? Well, I mean, it's preached all the time. You got you, most hitters are getting themselves out out of the strike zone, uh, so you know you, you want to get a pitch not only that you, that is in the strike zone, but in an area in the strike zone that is a strength of yours. I wasn't here before the game, but can you just kind of touch on the reason that you wanted to get your players together in powwow? I know you don't necessarily want to divulge those secrets outside, yeah, I'm, but I'm not going to talk about anything that happens in the clubhouse. No, I've pretty much been steadfast from day one here. If I wanted you guys to know what happened in any meeting, I would invite you in. I know, but you have in the past told us that meetings aren't necessary. Why was this one in your mind? Not going to get into it. Sorry, John. But one more quick about um, you had mentioned that even when you guys weren't winning games necessarily, that you still liked the body language you saw from the guys, the communication with the guys. What has that been for you over the last, um, well, was tonight specific? Well, I mean, these guys care. They, they go about their business every day. We watch them in the cage. We watch them on the field before batting practice. They all get their work in. It's, uh, they've, they've been very consistent with their approach to the games on a daily basis. It just wasn't translating on the field on a, on a daily basis. So uh, uh, they play well together. Um, you know, this group really has been together for about three or four years, the majority of them, with the exception of Upton, who's this is his second year. Uh, and a couple pieces in the outfield, Matuk, obviously. Uh, but, you know, most of these guys have been together for three, even four years. So they, they, they work well together and communicate well together. Michael Fulmer was brilliant. Eight innings, one run on two hits with three strikeouts. Here's what he had to say. Obviously, you know, with got on third, less than two outs, or less, yeah, less than two outs, you want to strike out. And um, I thought I made a good pitch, and Donaldson just kind of grounded it short for the, the run. But, uh, you know, I can't be upset with uh, how today went. Your teammates talk about the confidence they have with you on the mound and needing a big win and that kind of stuff. What, what does that mean to you? Uh, it means a ton. Uh, you know, they, they trust me, and I put the trust in, in them on, on defense. You know, obviously, I'm not a not a big strikeout guy right now, and uh, I just look try to get weak contact and let the defense work. And uh, obviously, I did a good job today. Obviously, your consistency has been huge, but how much of a sense of pride is it for you that you've pitched through the eighth inning and three of your last four starts? Uh, it's awesome. Uh, I think if I didn't have too many three-ball counts early in the game, could have gone nine. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, I just I'm worried about the win, and that's all I care about. So. Uh, obviously, if we have a lead, then I'm just going to try to throw strikes and get as deep as I can, save the bullpen. Michael, what if, if any concern was there going into this start, knowing that you had the all-star break? And I know we talked to Justin last night. He had mentioned that you know, without throwing his bullpen, he felt a little bit off, even though he did have some command. Did you feel any difference going into this start? Yeah, it's definitely tough. Uh, I was lucky enough to throw a bullpen uh, during BP at the All-Star game. Uh, the Indians coaching staff allowed me to. So, uh, I, I mean, i got, got to stay on top of it. But, you know, there are a few days where you're used to playing catch every day. And uh, there were a couple days I didn't get to play catch. So you kind of feel out of whack. And uh, yesterday playing catch, uh, throwing a little flat ground out in the outfield before BP, I uh, didn't feel so hot. So I'm glad today that uh, everything got out and uh, felt good enough to, uh, to get through eight. You said you felt really good today. Do you qualify your starts? Is this, do you think, the best start you've had this season thus far? I think any team win is a, is a good start for me. Uh, that's Like I said, that's all I care about as long as we, we score more runs than they do. Like I know yesterday we, we talked about how good they've got some savvy veterans that you know, they'll get deep into counts and uh, they'll foul off pitches, keep at bats alive. What was your plan of attack against this lineup? Well, they, they obviously showed that in the first few innings. Uh, like I said, a lot of three-ball counts, a lot of full counts, making me throw the ball over the middle of the plate. Um, you know, they put some some good swings on balls. They fouled some some good pitches off. But uh, I just had to, and Mac did a good job with this, is uh, calling more change-ups, uh, a little bit more sliders. Uh, I think throwing uh, mixing speeds like that and keeping everything down uh, made them swing earlier in counts. 
Uh, so they're not trying to foul off that, that good pitch, uh, pitcher's pitch. Series wraps up on Sunday. Marco Estrada will take the hill for the Blue Jays. He'll face the Tigers' Anibal Sanchez.